Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello everyone. This is Julia and you're listening to the Dream Your Life podcast. This is episode number 10 and it's significant to me for two reasons. One, when I launched this podcast, I gave myself a goal of getting to episode 10. I wrote that goal down in my notes app on my iPhone. And I talk about this on episode in episode one, but I have been looking at that goal every day since. So it's been a couple of months now. And when I started, I honestly did not know how I would find guests. I didn't know if I even had enough content to talk about. And most importantly, I didn't know if anyone would listen. Well, I have been so amazed by really by how everything has transpired. This is the universe at its finest. I have found the most inspiring and interesting women to interview who have all been so open and receptive to the podcast and to joining me. And they've all had such incredible stories and insights to share. I've also gotten such positive feedback from total strangers who are loving the content and feeling inspired to really start deliberately focusing on what they want and changing or adjusting their own mindsets to begin the process of manifesting their dreams. And that, that is what this podcast is all about. The other reason this episode is special is because Steph Caldwell who I interviewed today, well, she's special. We talk about so much here, but the theme is really around doing what you want to manifest what you want. We talk about having big dreams and enjoying the process of achieving them. She is, well, she's amazing. She is a jack of many trades, and you'll hear all about her story um, and I have to say, I left this conversation feeling so invigorated and inspired personally, like I could just take on this world. Okay, well, I think you're probably ready to jump into the conversation with Steph. So here we go. Well, hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to have Steph Caldwell here with me. She is the founder of the Manifest Her Network, the host of the Manifest Her podcast, and the author of the Manifest Her book, which, uh, by the way, I just downloaded on Audible, and I cannot wait to listen. Um, But anyway, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) If that isn't enough, she's also a powerhouse in the corporate world, working in business development at a disruptive AI company, yay for techies. Um, And she's also an investor or an advisor to what sounds like a really amazing initiative called the Gender Equality in Tech Cities. Okay, wow, that was a lot. Um, First, Steph, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I feel like this is just an awesome time to call it that I am both an advisor as well as an angel investor, which is something kind of new to my resume, but um, I'm really, really excited about and passionate about putting my money where my mouth is to help the women, all women supporting women. Oh, I love that. And I want to definitely hear about that. Um, okay. Just to give you, give everyone a bit of context um, and you, Steph, when I initially found you, 
Um, it was through learning about the Manifest Her Network, which again, I, I wanna hear all about. Um, but I had no idea how much more you were doing. So I'm definitely going to need to hear about how you juggle it all. But before we get into any of that, I want to hear your story. So tell us about Steph Caldwell, where you came from, where you've been, and how your path has brought you to where you are today, I guess, both personally and professionally. Oh my gosh, the, there's a lot to unpack here. So yeah. um, <laughs> thank you so much, Julia, for the opportunity to, to share my story and share my background. So I guess a little bit about me. Um, I am just your average white girl from the Chicago suburbs and, um, you know, really born to a, a, just like your run of the mill family. I've got two brothers, a mom and a dad who've been married. I grew up in the same house that I just went and celebrated Easter in, um, oh. this, this past weekend. Yeah. Love that. <clears throat> Um, but I think, you know, despite uh, the fact that, you know, I had a, a pretty average run-of-the-mill upbringing, for whatever reason, um, part of my story was in high school, I kind of woke up feeling like I wasn't enough and that I just didn't fit in. Um, as you know, the listener probably heard, as you read through my resume, I've always been very like multi-hyphenate. So I wasn't just a jock. I wasn't just the theater kid. I wasn't just the bookie. Um, I was all of those things. And and, and because I was all of those things, I never really fit into a box. And for me, that just made me feel like, who am I? What am I supposed to do on this earth? And I, I got kind of stuck in a, a pretty deep rut of depression, which um, led to me attempting and failing at suicide. And so <clears throat> I tell that story just because I think it's so easy to look at the boxes that I've checked in my professional career and in my life and think, oh, well, you know, I guess like there's no struggle there. Right. And, right. and for me, unfortunately there, there really was. And so, um, I guess the, the only upside to all of that downside in my teen years was at a very young age, having to decide, you know, is this uh, life that I want to live and, and build and be happy, you know, on, on this earth? Um, or am I going to give up and, and give in? And so at the age of 16, I completely turned my life around just in time to, you know, go and do an, uh, an undergrad degree. And, um, and I guess the, at 16, I'll, I'll pause there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, no, no, no. Didn't do my oh. undergrad at 16. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> took the two I, years to turn my life okay. around. And then, yeah, <laughs> was fortunate to have the opportunity. My parents, uh, fortunately, you know, let me go away to college after I had kind of proven that I could, uh, get everything turned around. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You, um, and first of all, I'm, I'm sorry for the struggles that you went through, but it, it sounds like the path that you've taken now is, was the path that you were ultimately always supposed to take? I mean, so you 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 talk a lot about, um, I think both in your podcast and, and on social media about the prescribed life and mm -hmm. the post-prescribed life. Um, I would love to hear about, first of all, what, what this is and um, how it really relates to you and the path that you've taken and, you know, that awakening that you had in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that question. Um, the prescribed life and the post-prescribed life. I like to think of as like, if your background is anything like mine, <laughs> you kind of grew up with parents who expected you to get good grades, you know, play sports or have a job, go to college, get the degree, get the career and have the babies buy the house, do the things. Yeah. Um, right. That's like the prescription for what the good life looks like or, yeah. or maybe has historically. Um, for me, you know, obviously I kind of took a left turn off the prescribed life when I was 16, but got my life back together, went to college, did my undergrad, kind of figured out who I was. And when college came to an end, I has had, I was just overwhelmed with anxiety because I knew who I was there. You know, I, I didn't know yeah. who I was for yeah. so long. I finally figured that out, got into my groove. And now it's like, I, I came up to like a Canyon, right. And it was like, turn around, figure out how to get more education or jump off into the abyss of adulthood and fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed that it works out. And so 
what I call the post-prescribed life is really that moment for anybody when formal education comes to an end or when the prescribed path that was put in front of you by your parents or society comes to an end and you kind of have this awakening of like, there is an abyss of in front of me um, yeah, between right. me and the end of life. And, and, oh my gosh, like, how do I even think about navigating this? Yeah. So how did you do it? What, 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 what happened after college? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so lucky. And I talk about this in my book, uh, my then boyfriend, now husband, my senior year in college, um, he kind of uh, it just always knew the right things at the right moments. And as I was getting close to graduation day, he came down to visit me from Chicago, where we now live, and brought me a Lululemon zippy. And I'm telling you, this thing was cute. I and love so, Lululemon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like, you know, over a decade ago. Yeah. Nobody knew of Lululemon. Oh, that's right. Right. Wow. Like, I'd never heard of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what is this Lululemons? And he's like, all of the cool girls in Chicago are wearing these. I thought you needed to have one. Like you've always been into fitness. This is like just a really, you know, a gift that I thought of immediately for you. So as any good millennial would, I was like, I have to learn more about this company. I've always been obsessed with like founder stories and like what's yeah. the deal behind the brand. So I go on the Lululemon website and I find that they have an entire goal setting, law of attraction chunk to their website. That helps people. I know it's like literally mind blowing. It helps people like me dealing with like, oh my gosh, what comes after college literally ground themselves in a goal setting practice that teaches you the law of attraction and helps you cast really, really big goals over a 10 year time horizon. And so I found this goal setting work, went through it, like rigorously went through it. And it, through that was, was introduced to the law of attraction and really figured out like how to create the prescription for my life that I so desperately wanted. Wow. That is amazing. And I had no idea. Do they still, is that something that they still have on their website or is that still kind of a core tenant of the company? So they definitely still have a section dedicated to um, helping people achieve their health goals. I think they've since kind of ripped down the broader goal setting stuff, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll send you the link. It's still online. It's just very difficult to find. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do send me that link, but so, okay. So you went through this exercise and then, um, learned about, was this the first time that you had learned about manifestation and the law of attraction? 100%. Like I, I had never been a person who was very clear on like what I wanted to do when I grew up or, mm -hmm. you know, like I just, it, I never had anything very clear in that capacity. When I was a little, little girl, I would have told you I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Um, <laughs> yeah. That didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so, so in their goal setting program, they basically say, you know, the law of attraction is essentially like by focusing your brain and your mind and your energy on what you want to attract into your life, you'll attract it. And I was like, what? That's how easy it is. And so I'm like, okay, over 10 years, you know, what do I want to attract into my career, into my personal life and into my health? And so for me, I was like, okay, career, I want to be working for a company that motivates me. And I want to be making, you know, six figures or more. In my personal life, I was dating this incredible man. I knew for sure, you know, by the time I woke up and um, I was goal setting at 22. So by the time I woke up and was 32, I knew I wanted to be married and um, definitely like have like a home or kind of that like stability. Yeah. And then in my health, I had always been an athlete. And so, um, you know, with my sports career coming to an end at the end of college, I just thought like, and I want to kind of maintain my fitness. What's, you know, a big milestone thing that I could, I could um, put out there for myself that would help me stay motivated. And so I wanted to run a marathon. Mm. So I set these goals at 22 yeah. and I graduate college. I go and do all the things and I wake up and I'm 27 years old. So literally five years ahead of schedule and I've accomplished everything on my list. Mm. And I'm like, what? Like, I thought this is going to take 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. So was this something that you were throughout that those five years, like 
checking in on, like now, you know, understanding manifestation and techniques, like were you visualizing, like what were some of the things that you were doing throughout those five years? Yes, absolutely. So um, again, through this program, some of the, the work that I was introduced to was not only visualization, um, but also just that self-accountability of like, if you truly do want something, put it on paper, frame mm-hmm. it, put mm-hmm. it over your bed, put it, you know, in your, on your fridge, like wherever you're going to see it every single day and be yeah. reminded of the person that you're trying to become the person you're trying to manifest, um, face that every single day. So I literally have um, this picture of my first apartment that I moved into when I moved into Chicago. And I don't know why it's the only picture that I have of this huge, like goal setting frame that I had that literally sat at the foot of my bed for, I I think four out of the five years um, that I was working towards those goals. Wow. So it was your little vision board, but you framed it, which I love. Yeah. And it was like, you know, what is more motivating? And, and I'm very type A, but to me, what is more motivating than waking up every single day and knowing that your highest vibe self, mm-hmm. like wrote down these incredibly ambitious things that you want to accomplish and asking yourself, like, what can I do today to take just one step? It could be a baby step in the direction of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you do that work, like the compound impact of just taking one step forward every single day is you can set these huge, huge goals that you think are going to take 10 years to reach Mm -hmm. and you can reach them in five. Or, you know, when I re-went through this process after I had achieved everything in in two, you know, in one, and it just, it keeps accelerating. I know. And it's, I, I think what's so interesting about goal setting and vision boards is, and the way that manifestation works is when you're writing them down, when you were a 22 year old writing down these goals, you probably could have started thinking about how they were going to be achieved. Mm -hmm. And it's never the way that you think it's going to happen. And the universe has such a, can have such a different plan, but it's always looking for the fastest route. And that's what, for me, I've, I've always noticed in the things that I've accomplished. It's like, I thought I had to do it a certain way, but I Mm -hmm. got the same result in a way I would have never imagined. Oh my gosh. And let me just add on to that because I think your listeners, if they're into this, are going to hear something in this story. So when I wrapped up kind of those first 10 year goals, I sat down, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, what do I want now? I've, I've done everything that I wanted to do, you know? And so, um, I apologize. Um, And so I sat down and I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, I've always dreamt of starting a company, always wanted to publish a book always wanted to have a family, have children. And in, in my financial life, I, you know, wanted to achieve some milestones as well. Um, in my health, I just really wanted to maintain (laughs) my fitness more than anything. And so I'm, you know, 27 and I get this idea to, to start my company, which is now the manifest her network. And, um, and I, I go after it and I, it, originally we started as like a day retreat, uh, kind of model where we invited, uh, women together in intimate, safe environments to really talk about, you know, our biggest dreams and how we're going to achieve them and how we could support each other on the, on the journey. Yeah. And then had this idea, you know, we kept getting feedback from these women that they wanted it to be more of coursework. They didn't want just a single day and then walk away and not feel like that good energy. They mm-hmm. wanted something that was like an eight week course. So mm-hmm. we designed that and, um, and pitched kind of the framework to uh, a corporate partner and, and they picked it up. And so I was like, oh, geez, like that happened quicker than I expected. Now, I guess I got to wow. go and build out this course. Wow. <laughs> so long story short, the course became what is now manifest her the book. And I had no idea on how I was going to publish this book. I wrote a manuscript. I was handing it out at my events in like a bound, you know, bound cover. So it looked yeah. pretty. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know how to, how do you publish a book? How do you get right. publishers to look at you? And I was so fortunate. I was on a walk one day with a mentor of mine and we were talking about my business and we were talking about just everything that I was trying to accomplish with the manifest her network. And I, you know, we talked about my manuscript and he was like, what if I helped you publish it, like self-publish it. And I had, I had looked into what it would cost to fully self-publish as if, you know, I'd worked with a full publishing agency. So I knew, I knew the number 
Yeah. And he was like, what if I just gave you a gift in that amount? And, and you published this this year. What? I swear to you, that is exactly, I was like, I immediately started crying. <laughs> I was like, you, this is the biggest gift. <laughs> and you must immediately also start like the goosebumps of the, of just man, when I, when you manifest something, when you're like, oh my God, this is the universe handing it to me on a silver platter. Absolutely. And the same happened with the recent angel investment that I made. And I, I swear, like it just keeps happening faster because the intention gets more and more clear. And right. when you have that level of clarity, like you, you literally tune your psychology, like your psychological frequency to opportunities around you that you may not otherwise see. 100%. I, I actually want to, want to, um, ask you about this specifically in the context of, of what you said, having this multi-hyphenate career, really doing all these different things. Um, do you feel like you can do it all? And do you think that when it, going back to just again, intention and being clear when you have so many different projects and things that you're working on, even if you love all of them, do you feel like that somehow hampers you in any way because the focus isn't on one given thing? Hmm, this is such an awesome question. One that, that I'm, I'm still very much like figuring out who I am in the answer yeah. to this. Yeah. One thing that I used to do when I was younger was I just compartmentalized my life. You know, if I was at the gym, I was at the yes. gym. If I was at work, I was at work. If I was at home, I was at home. And what I've realized in just that process, not serving me, um, and creating burnout or creating moments of stress that just were unnecessary was I, I thrive with a more integrated day to day, meaning I can be on a walk and check my work email and sit down at a park bench and, and knock something out. Um, and that yeah. doesn't like disrupt me or bother me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, same, same thing kind of in, in the inverse. And so how I have been approaching my day-to-day -day more recently is project-based, right? So I have to, I know I need to knock out this project. I know I need to knock out this project. I need to knock out this project. Yeah. Um, and they might not all be related to the same domain of my life, but yeah. if I, if for every unit of time that I invest, I can get a bigger return on that investment, mm -hmm. then that feels good to me. So I'm sure like you've experienced this before where you're like, oh, I don't want to send this email. I don't want to send this email. And then you like sit down to write it and it takes you three hours because you checked Instagram, you know, 20 times yeah. And, yeah. and did all the other things yeah. except for do that email. Um, and then there's the total opposite too. When you're like, I am so feeling this task right now, like work flows through you and mm -hmm. something that, you know, may actually take three hours feels like it took 30 minutes because yeah. you're just that into it. Yeah. So I try to think about it more that way these days. And, and that's really been serving me. Got it. So are there with, with your, would you call it your, I don't know, your corporate job, your nine to five, or like with what you're doing at, um, narrative science, are there, mm -hmm. um, is, is it overlapping with the other, with manifester? Are there, are there, um, I guess that's the question. Is there, are there things that you're doing, maybe projects that you're working on that feel like they can somehow mesh together? Like how, or is it totally a separate, going back to what you're saying about compartmentalizing, it's like, it's a totally separate job and thing. I don't know if I'm explaining this in the right way, if you get where I'm going with this. This is such a good question. And I think that at like an abstract level, there's so much overlap because in, in my day job, I, I lead business development. So I'm really responsible for taking our artificial intelligence products into the market, finding mm -hmm. people who can get value out of them and yeah. helping them turn, you know, become our, our best customers. Yeah. And with at manifest, you know, I, I'm doing a lot of that in, in the market with our customers, in addition to really getting like to create, um, the, the product and create the service and interact with, with our customers there. So abstract level, 100%, there's so much overlap in like what I get to learn at Nerd Science and apply and manifest. And so much that I get to learn within the Manifestor Network and then apply at Nerd Science. Where I've struggled and where I do see these worlds converging more in the future 
is, you know, on, on one hand, I work in high tech by day and I sell software. And, and then on the other hand, I have this ultra like feminist community that is really driving to create more opportunity, more space at the table for women in society across all industries, across, you know, all kind of domains. And um, I haven't really seen like the convergence of those things historically, but but where I think that this business is is going and evolving to is some some version of personal development meets technology, um, where you get to interact with your your biggest icons in the personal development space through our network. And so I know that the the technology aspect of what I do all day is going to really really inform kind of the strategy for how that comes to life. Um, but I'm open to the how from the universe. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. Um, okay. So now I actually want to take a little bit of a step back and um, learn more about manifest her. Can you give kind of the elevator and then a little bit of like um, the background on, on um, building it and what it is today? Yeah. So at manifest our, or the manifest her network, our goal is to help women 10 X their lives, their careers and, um, and their health through our, our programs, which are really aimed at teaching um, what we call like the practical manifestation method, meaning helping you get clear on your desires, feel expanded such that you believe that you can actually accomplish those things or have those things in your life, um, help you put pen to paper on exactly you know, what your biggest goals are and how you can, how you can achieve them. And then um, you know, look at not only what you need to do to care for yourself in the process as you go out into the world and try to attain those things, um, but also how to look at your community and figure out like, are they aligned and in service of me becoming my highest version of myself or are they not? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the catalyst to manifest her network was actually um, me not getting a promotion in my day job. Um, a couple of years ago, I you know was on top of the world, like I mentioned, and feeling like, wow, I've accomplished so much, you know, of yeah. what I wanted to. And I get a phone call, and um, my boss at the time was like, effective essentially tomorrow. Um, your role is being eliminated. We've got a new position for you. Um, if you want it, you're yeah. welcome to take it. And if you don't, then it was really great to work with you. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, never saw that coming. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really want the job that was being presented to me, but they were looking, they were looking to, um, promote one of the people that were moving into this new department to be the leader of, of that team. And I was like, you know, I guess the consolation prize here would be raising my hand, interviewing and seeing if I can get this promotion. And I did, and uh, I didn't get the promotion and that devastated me because I, at that moment was my work. My value was my work. My Mm -hmm. self-worth was my work. Mm -hmm. And so in the fallout of this experience, kind of the the wake of the months following, I just started monopolizing dinner table conversations. I was like, Mm -hmm. this happened to me. And this is just so the tech industry that men get promoted and women don't. And when I started sharing that story, all of my friends, you know, it didn't matter what industry we were in, where we were in our careers, they all had similar stories. And I was like, why don't we talk about this stuff? Oh my gosh. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, why don't we talk about this stuff? And, and why don't we like work together to change the future? And, and so that was, was kind of how manifest her was born. Wow. Oh my God. There's another universe thing. It's like, had you gotten that promotion manifest her may not exist, right? May not exist. And it's, it's just so unbelievable. I was so convinced at the time, like I have to leave this company. They do not value me. Yeah. And the support, the outpouring of support from our executive leadership team, from, you know, the multiple managers that I've had, as well as my peers has just been absolutely extraordinary. So I'm, I'm so fortunate and I completely agree. It's like those unexpected, um, moments in life that feel like, oh, I heard a quote the other day. It was like, uh, sometimes no is serendipitous grace wrapped in painful rejection. (laughs) I'm going to have to write that one down. 
Wow. And I will, I think that that was Jamie Kern Lima, uh, the CEO of it cosmetics. I could be quoting her, quoting somebody okay. so don't quote me on that, but <laughs> I feel like everyone's quoting someone. <laughs> right. Right. When I heard that, I was like, Oh, she knows me. Like we were meant to be best yeah. friends. <laughs> wow. So when you say that you got the support of your peers, you're talking about your peers at narrative science that they, or you, or, or are you just talking about, um, everyone who, who, you spoke to about just creating the network? I guess everybody that I did speak to about creating the network, but specifically, you know, my peers at Narrative Science, I, I think at least five of my first customers were women that I worked with here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It was just extraordinary. There's overlap right there. True. Yeah. yeah. I'd never really thought about it that way, but yeah, it's just so amazing. And, and also like very validating that I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not alone. Oh, <laughs> I love we are struggling with these things. <laughs> so do you, um, do you consider like manifest her sort of a side hustle or a passion project? Maybe there, I don't even know if there's a difference or is it, is it ultimately something in five years that you want to put a hundred percent of your focus on, or is it always something that you want to kind of have on the side as you, as you build it and grow it? Um, yeah, I think the best way to, well, let me, let me tell you a short story. Yeah. I love short stories. <laughs> Before I started manifest her, I knew that I had this business on my heart and I was just toying with ideas. I think sometimes we do that. We're like, let me just tumble a few ideas around, see what feels good, mm -hmm. pursue that, be willing to drop it, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I had this concept for like a digital date subscription service where every month in Chicago, we'd curate dates for couples, kind of like Groupon meets a date box. Oh, um, I love that idea. And I want right? yeah. I know. I was like, I would totally want this because I'm the worst at planning dates, but I yeah. love going on dates. And so I, I started this, um, this service, Chicago Date Box, and I tell people this all the time, like, go look it up on Instagram. It's still on there. There's no posts because it didn't go anywhere. And here's why. I started um, working with local shops and, and local kind of restaurants and bars trying to curate these dates. And about three or four months into really like working on this concept, I was just like, I don't want to do this. And I remember sitting down with my mom that Christmas and I, I was like, yeah, I've been working on Chicago date box, but really it's just a means to an end. What I really want to do is curate incredible experiences for women so that they can connect, exchange like ideas, workshop ideas, and like really step into their biggest lives together. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, well, Steph, why don't you just go and do that? And I was like, well, you know, cause Chicago date box is going to like, it's going to make a lot of money yeah. and then I can use that money to go do this thing. And she was like, I don't think that it has to work that way. I think that, you know, you can, when you focus on the ends, sometimes the means suck, but when you focus on the means, because it's just a means, then you get to enjoy every moment of every single day while you're doing that. So, <clears throat> right. I say all that to say with the manifest her network, I enjoy every single bit of what I get to do, helping connect these incredible women and, and truly like help them create purpose and meaning and, and achievement in their lives that are really meaningful to them. Yeah. And so I'm totally open to a future where I get to wake up and do this all day, every single day. Yeah. But to me, like the process is just as important as the outcome that that could be down the line. And right now I'm just really, really enjoying the ride across all of the different things that I have going on. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully that answers it. Totally. I mean, it's, it's the whole, the journey is the reward or at least part of the reward. And yes. I totally agree with that. And I think uh, for, for anybody listening, um, that, that, you know, maybe doesn't feel that as much as how I think you and I both, both are very much feeling that mm -hmm. to give an example, you know, when I published my book literally on like pub day, which is like the day for an author, mm. I was like, Oh, 
I thought that like, I was going to wake up that day and be a different person because now I had this like book, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no, like it's yeah. who I got to become in the process and who I get to continue being because of this. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Like that day is like a blip in time. I don't even remember when the one year anniversary is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. So is there another book in the future? Of course, you know it. Um, yes, I've been given so much feedback specifically from the women of the Manifest Her Network um, mm-hmm. that one of the things that we don't talk about but is one of the biggest things that holds us back from going out into the world and, and really like dreaming big and playing bigger is money. And it sucks that that is like, it feels so tangible and physical and like, depending on what your financial situation is, you can feel like it's going to hold you back for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so what I really, really want to do is disrupt how we perceive money, um, the energy of money and help women really get in power around their money. So there's uh, another book where I've kind of like outlined it, but haven't necessarily started on it that I think, you know, will probably come out in the next, let's say like two to three years, um, that will really address like women and money and helping women claim their power around their money. So that isn't this thing that we lean on and say like, well, this is the reason why I'm stuck. Yeah. I can't wait for that book. I think, um, in the context of manifestation and I, money is such a big piece of it because, I think most, a lot of our limiting beliefs are just around money and putting money Mm -hmm. on a pedestal and that there isn't enough of it. And it's this finite resource and you have to live going back to your prescribed life, you know, that you have to do certain things or have to have a certain career to get a certain amount of money where in reality, money, it's, there's, it's being printed every day. There's, mm-hmm. it's an unlimited resource. And, um, and yeah, that's something that I think so many people, especially women struggle with. And it's, it's been ingrained in our minds since childhood, you know, mm-hmm. the money doesn't grow on trees and, um, money, you have to work hard to get money. And mm-hmm. so, And I think even some of it too is like, uh, is yeah, like money doesn't grow on trees. Money is hard Mm -hmm. to work hard. Um, like money is a man's job is something that I hear a lot. They're like, uh, I'm bad at money because I'm bad at math is something that I hear a lot. And it's like, these are just stories, you know, and we, we get to choose the story that we believe because there's like, there's fact and then there's story and story is so much of what holds us back, not the facts and Um, yeah, I think if we could just truly disrupt that for women and provide a different and more like powerful story that it like the, the world would change. 100%. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I want to go, um, circle back on just manifestation in general, are you, is this still something that you in your personal life, are you still goal setting? Are you still visualizing or there's things on your vision board 2.0 that you're working towards? Yes. Every single day. Mm -hmm. And I have so many different like versions of vision board and like what gets me inspired. So I, I, to this day still use kind of the same framework that I learned through Lululemon, which is like imagine a matrix where you have 10-year goals, five-year goals, and one-year goals kind of running down the left side. And then across the top, you've got personal goals, career goals, health goals. I still do that pretty much every single quarter. I sit down and ask myself, like, how have these things evolved? How have these things changed, taken new shapes and grown? Um, But I also like love, love, love printing out pictures and like pasting them into, I have like a, like a dream book you um, it's do? like a binder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I keep telling I, I use Pinterest just because yes. I always have my phone on me, but I, there is something about physically cutting out photos and physically pasting them in that I think is part of the whole manifestation process. I need I, to, I want to go back to that completely agree. And it's something that I find so motivating too. to like, again, every quarter or so 
just update, like, how is, is this vision still serving me? Um, yeah. You yeah. know, and like, how has this evolved? I also do have a phenomenal Pinterest board that has like additional things on it. So uh -huh. I don't think that there's any one way. I think you just got to do like what's right for you and always, always have whatever it is that that vision that you're holding close to you in some capacity, whether that's your phone or a journal or, mm -hmm. you know, a dream book or even a vision board. Yeah. So what magazines do you use to find your inspiration? I literally just go on the internet and will either like pull pictures from Pinterest or pull pictures of like celebrity styles that I really love or like their uh -huh. homes and stuff like that. I put it into a, um, uh, Google drive PowerPoint, and then I print the PowerPoint slides. So they're all uh -huh. categorized. And then I cut out from there. Um, and what I like about that is like, it gets to be my exact vision. You know, I'm not like dependent on, uh, you know, Vogue running right, something right. like That's that. That's what I was going to say. Because yeah, with magazines, you're very limited. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then another thing that I do is I'm an avid reader and whenever I read a really, really, really great book, I'll take, you know, some of my favorite quotes from that book and put it into like a word doc. And so I'll print that word doc and cut out those quotes and kind oh. of paste them throughout as well. Love that. And then mm -hmm. when it's, it's in a binder, you said? Yeah. It's literally like a three ring binder with those clear, like, you know, yeah. inserts. And then yeah. each page is like, you know, front and back. And I get to kind of flip through the book of dreams. And then do you... So once the, once you achieve the, or are these like ongoing dreams or there, are they more like goals? And then once you achieve them, you replace them or. Yeah, I'll say right now they are, they're more like those 10 year, like really, yeah. really big, like yeah. will need to reach for a long time dreams. Yeah. But, uh, you know, an example of one that I put in the book and then manifested immediately was I, I just knew that. I didn't want to only be saying, saying and coaching like women, supporting women and like creating those environments. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to be able to take, take my money, this incredible resource that so many women feel they lack or feel they need access to and put it behind a women owned and woman funded business that I was really passionate in. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, you know, wrote down, you know, for a big 10 year vision of mine, it's like, I want to be an angel investor or somehow involved in the venture capital world, funding women owned, um, businesses. And I, I kid you not, I had that conversation with a friend that this is something that I was manifesting. And less than eight weeks later, I was navigating the legal documentation for my first angel investment. Wow. Wow. And I mean, like, I, I truly believe this and um, a great resource for anybody listening to, to go and check out is Tara Swart. She is a neuro, um, uh, not neurobiologist. She, she's like in the brain space. I'll just okay. use that word. <laughs> okay. um, and she talks about manifestation in the most like practical psychology way. She's oh, I like, I love that. I love science and manifestation for all this. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I am like a data queen. I'm like, show me the data. And I, yeah, will me too. You. this is what I do. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, Tara talks about manifestation is basically like, think about when you're a baby and you learn how to walk for the first time. There's a few key, th key things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. First is you are, um, looking into your environment and, and noticing like things. So I'm a baby. I look around the room. I know a chair is not like me. I know a bed's not like me. Ah, I see my parent. My parent is like me. Mm -hmm. And it's our mirror neurons that allow us to see ourselves in them and realize like that we are like, mm -hmm. so once you realize that you're like, Oh, okay, well, what are they doing? And how can I emulate that behavior? Well, our parents are walking around. And so we get it in our heads. Like they're like me. That means that I can probably do this thing. i.e., walking. Mm -hmm. So we don't just as babies, like push ourselves up and start walking. No, like we have to take kind of these baby steps towards doing that. So the first thing that we do is we get the intention set. Oh, we want to walk. So maybe we do try to push up and get on our feet for the first time and we fall over. So that doesn't work. So then we think, and you know, again, this is like in a baby brain, but we're like, okay, well, what could support my end goal of walking? And we might crawl over to a wall and the wall is not helpful for helping us get up to our feet. 
And so we crawl over to a table or a chair and oh, now all of a sudden we are on our feet. Mm -hmm. What does that do? It tunes our frequency to the room to find all of the things that are like that chair that we now know supports the achievement of walking, Mm -hmm. right? So everything that could have been relevant, right? The wall, the bed, the table, the chair. Now we're just focused on chairs. So once we're just focused on the chairs, we start crawling over to more of those chairs. Then we start moving our legs and all of a sudden we're walking. Mm -hmm. And so the way that Dr. Tara um, Swart breaks down the manifestation process is very similar, right? If I didn't have the intention that I wanted to make an angel investment, then I wouldn't see any opportunity to make an angel investment, right? But the second that I tuned my frequency to that, now I am literally like a signal that is... um, magnetizing any of that information and now acting on that information because it is my intention. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you start to break down the psychology of manifestation, it's just like, oh, I mean, this is just how our brains work. It's, you can truly manifest anything. Yeah. I I remember when I, when I um, was really going for a job at Google and that was my dream. It, I saw Google everywhere. It was like, I'd get on a plane. Mm-hmm. This is sponsored by Google. I I mean, obviously like every time you're online, there's Google everywhere, but it was, people were talking about it. It was all, you know, it's, you're just tuning in to everything around you that's supporting the thing that you want, which, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely spot on. And it's, um, it, it feels like almost too simple, but then again, like that is the law of attraction is like, yeah. It is put simple. out the energy you want to receive and it will come to you. It's like, what? Yeah. That's, you know, hippie woo woo. And it's like, no, it's actually <laughs> psychology. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I have one last question for you. And I, and I rewrote this and it's something that I asked um, in an earlier interview um, a few weeks ago, but um, I want you to channel Steph Caldwell in 10 years. Okay. Well, my, my initial question was like, where do you think to, you'll be in 10 years. And I think that, first of all, it's kind of boring, but we sort of talked about that is you're, you're working towards a bunch of dreams. But if you were to channel yourself in 10 years, what do you think you would look back on this time? And what is the advice that you would give yourself? Hmm. Oh, let me... I know that's a hard question, but I also think it's really interesting to think about. I mean, it doesn't have to be on any one accomplishment, but Uh just with, let's say you, you had achieved your dreams. Like, is there something, is it slowed down? Is it focused on this? Is it, you know, what do you think? I think it is keep going. Keep going. And you will be, you will never believe the impact you're going to have the opportunity you'll create for others and the joy that being a mother is going to bring into your life. Oh my God. I I like want to cry. That is so sweet. I love that. Yeah. I think one of the things that I am most scared of, but also most excited for is my husband and I, you know, have been um, married for, for two years and we've been talking about, uh, you know, trying to start a family in the next, next few months. And I'm like terrified that motherhood is going to change me in a way that I don't want to be changed. And what I know is going to be true if I can just, you know, take that leap is that being a mother is going to be the reason why I achieve and have the success and the impact that I want to have. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have three and, um, I can tell you that it's, it's not, I think it's so much more than just, you know, um, wanting to be, you know, wanting to do more and show more and, and be the best version of yourself for your kids. It's also, you learn so much from these little humans. And I think like one of the things I was just telling one of my colleagues who is also, um, fearful of just like her life is going to change because she has a very exciting life in New York, but, um, she just found out she was pregnant and um, I went on a walk with my daughter yesterday after dinner and we, we barely made it halfway around the block and she stops and notices everything, like the way that this little snail was walking to, 
you know, this little part of a garden, like every little flower and the colors and all these things that I do this walk all the time because mm-hmm. sometimes I take meetings and we'll just walk around the block and I never notice any of it. But when you see things through the eyes of a child, through your child, life is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, so it's, I think you'll, um, first of all, it's, it's an exciting, there's so, having children is so incredibly exciting and fulfilling in a lot of ways and exhausting and yes, mm-hmm. things will change, <laughs> but it, it's really, it's, um, life just looks different yeah. in, in a much more, I think, um, you, there's things that you appreciate that you never appreciated before, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I am so looking forward to like the, the parts that you just described, right? Like seeing the world through your child's eyes. Like I can imagine that there is no better, like more extraordinary feeling in the world than, than that. Um, and I imagine that the, like the love and the extraordinary moments just like continue to give, like, I think about, you know, how my mom must've felt when I was like a little kid and now how she feels about, you know, me as, as this adult and like how she's going to feel, you know, when, when our family, hopefully, hopefully, you know, is blessed with, with growing. Um, and I'm just like, Oh, I cannot wait to be a matriarch. Like (laughs) it's going to be incredible. (laughs) The journey. Um, and Julia, thank you so much for that question about like the channel, your 10 yourself that that's the best question I've ever been asked, I think in my life. Oh my gosh. Wow. And yeah, thank you. I, um, I think that's the best answer to any question I've ever gotten. Uh, (laughs) I'm so grateful for you. I can't wait to like reflect on, on that. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much. This was so fun for me. And, um, you are, I, I just, I, your energy is palpable. I just love everything that you're doing. I feel inspired. I feel like very connected to you because I'm in tech and I am also exploring this other kind of side of me. And, um, there's so many different things that I want to do too. And so many things on my vision board. And so I, you were speaking to my soul uh, for a lot of this conversation. Oh, well, that makes me so happy. And I, yeah, we're going to have to like hang out or touch base or do all of that offline because I love, love, love everything that I'm getting from you too. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I really hope our paths cross again in the future in person, hopefully soon. And I wish you the best of luck on everything that you're doing. And um, I'm sure you're going to just manifest the most beautiful life. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so happy our paths cross. I know this won't be the last time and, and truly like wishing all of the love in the universe back, back at you. Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And um, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I would love, 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 love to hear from you, hear your feedback, hear your thoughts. Please reach out to me. You can find me at uh, Dream Your Life Podcast on Instagram, or you can email me at dreamyourlifepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.